You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 375, Learning Leadership with Ezra. Now, the verse that I'm going to be working from today is Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. And it says this, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. Now, I don't know how much time you spend in the Old Testament or how much time you spend in Ezra. Uh, I, I don't personally. I mean, I try and, and, and get through them periodically, but, you know, they're not the highlights on my reading list. But I would encourage you, if you haven't read Nehemiah and Ezra recently, to dig in to those two great books. Nehemiah is a classic study on leadership, um, a fantastic principles. Books have been written about the, the leadership principles that Nehemiah applies in his book. And Ezra was from this same time period. Nehemiah came back to uh, Israel uh, after they had been dispersed, uh, after the nations had, after the nation had been uh, really kidnapped by foreign governments and dispersed throughout the, the known world, um, conquering armies often did that to prevent uh, rebellions and those kinds of things. So, so now after a generation, Nehemiah is coming back as the governor uh, of this area of Israel, and his plan is to to build a wall and to to see things reestablished. Ezra, on the other hand, he's coming back at the same time, but as a religious leader, he's coming back to help get the worship of God, Yahweh, reestablished in the temple in Jerusalem. He is a scribe and he is a priest. As a priest, he's responsible for uh, making sure sacrifices are performed, making sure the the worship is conducted according to God's uh, word. And as a scribe, he is uh, responsible for teaching the scriptures to the people. And so what we see in Ezra is really him coming back to, to, to Israel. Nehemiah is the governor. He's, he's doing what he's doing. But Ezra's trying to get the, the worship restored, and there, there needs to be some adjustments. But we find this amazing verse in, in Ezra chapter 7, verse 10. For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. And I think in this verse we can see some great guidelines for Christian leadership. And I'm, I'm talking very specifically about Christian leadership in this episode. Often, uh, many, many, many of the leadership principles that we discuss and, 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 and we teach are applicable uh, whether someone's a Christian or not. Today, this is a little different. I'm specifically addressing 
Christian leadership principles. And, and the first thing that we see here is it says that Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord. Uh, as pastors, as leaders of any level in, in a local church or in Christian ministry, God's Word should be focal to our lives. Uh, we build on it. Uh, Jesus told the, the, the parable in, in Matthew of the, the, the people who tried to build a house on the sand without laying a foundation. And when the storm came, it was knocked down. But then there was the man who built his house on rock. And Jesus said that that, that, that was building the foundation, building the house on his words. And so as leaders, as Christians... Um, we can't get by on just a surface-level reading of the Bible. Um, we've got to dig in. We've got to study the Scriptures to get the most out of them. Abraham Lincoln, the famous 16th president of America, said this, Give me six hours to chop a tree down, and I'll spend the first four hours sharpening my axe. And you know, there's something very powerful there because I think sometimes I have, maybe you have too as a Christian leader, I've tried to take on a task with a dull axe. My tools aren't as sharp as they need to be and and I'm just not ready. And so as Christian leaders, we need to constantly be sharpening our axe. When we study and meditate on God's Word, we're sharpening our tools for success in our lives, but also for our ministry. So let me ask, how much time are you spending every day in God's Word? What are you doing to supplement that time? Podcasts, great books. Um, You know, there's so many great resources out there today. Even listening to other pastors and, um, you know, there's a number of guys that I follow that I enjoy listening to. I'm always enriched by listening to them as they preach. And, And so what are you doing, pastor? What are you doing, leader, Christian leader, to sharpen your tools. I encourage you, develop a habit of studying God's Word, but also have the supplemental things, whether it's reading a commentary, whether it's 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 going online and doing some in-depth study, listening to podcasts. Let me tell you, probably one of the greatest tools out there right now for, for, for leaders and for <clears throat> really anybody who wants to, to get deeper into God's Word is the Bible Project. Thebibleproject.com is absolutely one of the most amazing sites to help us dig deeper into God's Word. Um, It's one of the ministries that our church actually supports every month. We believe in it that strongly. So I encourage you to check it out. It will reward you um, with a greater uh, in-depth look at God's Word. So study the Word. Well, do not go away. We'll be right back. I just wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Miracles in Mark. Not only the book, but also the video course that goes along with it. Miracles in Mark is an in-depth study of all of the miracles and supernatural things that take place in Mark's gospel. We not only look at the miracle, but we ask, what's the story, what's the lesson, what's the principle behind it. What can we learn? Obviously, the miracle itself is important. Jesus did something good for somebody. But what's the what's the story? What's the lesson? What can we learn from the miracle? So Miracles in Mark is a great book for personal Bible study. 
as well as for group Bible study. It's been used in a number of different places uh, around the world for group Bible study. It's a great way to get into this incredible gospel and get a, get a better understanding of what Jesus was doing when he did miraculous deeds. And also my, my video course. There's 20, I want to say 20, 25 videos, short videos. They're all 10 or 15 minutes long that go along with this course. And it's a guideline with the book. Um, and just again, this is a great resource for a, for a Bible study in your church, in your home. A small group study will help you. It will also help other people. So by all means, check out Miracles in Mark, the book, and the video course. All right, well, number two, we're talking about learning leadership with Ezra. Well, number two, what else do we see in this verse? It says, Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord. And then number two, and to do it, to do the law, to perform, to live God's word out. Do. You know, the greatest thing, and this is going to sound so silly, this is such a basic statement, but hear me out. The greatest thing that any Christian leader can do is actually be a Christian. Listen to me again. The greatest thing that any pastor or Christian leader or missionary, any Christian leader, the greatest thing that they can do is actually be a Christian. You know, it does me no good to preach God's Word, to teach God's Word, to talk about God's Word, to write about God's Word, if I'm not living it out myself. In your daily life, in my daily life, there should never be any doubt about the fact that we're followers of Jesus. So what does this mean? Well, it should affect the way I drive. I shouldn't be, you know, saluting people with one finger if they cut me off. I shouldn't be putting my window down and yelling out the window. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, I shouldn't be yelling at the, 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 the little teenage girl making minimum wage if she gets something wrong ringing my groceries up. Um, how do I conduct myself when I'm dealing with a server in a restaurant? Am I arrogant or am I kind and courteous? With my family, uh, and, and look, I've, I'm guilty of this. We've all been guilty of this at, at some point in our lives. Um, you know, we treat everybody else kind with kindness and consideration, but yet we can come home and be impatient and short-tempered and, and snap at those that are closest to us. We should be Christians in every way. And this is something for the last few years that the Holy Spirit's been just working with me on, just going through my char- the character issues. Patience, kindness, how am I treating people, gentleness. Remember, there should be no doubt about the fact that I am a follower of Jesus. Of all people, we must make sure that we're doers of the word and not just hearers. Christian leader, your life should reflect your faith. Not by how big your church is, not by how many countries you've preached in, No, no, it's the way we treat people. Am I living out my faith? So we should be studying the Word, but we should also be doing the Word. And then the last one, it says, Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord, to do it, and to teach 
his statutes and rules in Israel. We're called to teach God's word. And I can hear you now. No, 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 you don't understand, Dr. David. I'm not a teacher. I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. I don't need to be able to teach. Uh, I, you know, I, I work with the finances. Um, I just stand at the door and greet people. Uh, you know, I lead a service team. You know, we're just you know passing buckets and doing practical things. I don't need to be a teacher. You know, it's interesting when you read the New Testament. One of the requirements that the Apostle Paul gave for leaders in his churches. In the churches that he planted, one of the the requirements that he gave for overseers and leaders was that that person should be able to teach. Check out 1 Timothy 3.2. The person who's going to be a leader in the church must be able to teach. Now, that doesn't mean that every leader and every person who serves in church is, is called to be a preacher. We know that. Um, you may not be called to be a preacher or a teacher and to be on stage a lot, but that doesn't mean you can't teach. You know, and I get it. Some pastors would much much rather focus on, on preaching than teaching, but I think they should go hand in hand. The, 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 the gift of being able to teach should be developed. And if you're up front, you're on stage, you're preaching, you're also teaching. This should be something that, that you should be passionate about, not just proclaiming God's Word, but also teaching it. I think that's an important skill set that every Christian leader should have, especially those that are out front. But you say, no, no, I'm behind the scenes. I don't need this. No, no, you do. Every person who serves may not be called to be a preacher or teacher, but we can all learn to teach. Now, I'm going to explain why in just a second. You might be behind the scenes, but we're all called to teach so that we can follow Jesus' command to make disciples of all nations. Did you know you're a disciple maker? And if you're not, I would really encourage you to reevaluate, not your relationship with Jesus, I'm not going to judge you there, but reevaluate what you're doing with your faith. The last thing Jesus told us is, go into all the world and make disciples of every nation. He didn't say if you feel like it. He didn't say if you were an extrovert. He he told everybody, introverts, extroverts, everybody, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Well, we can't make disciples of all nations unless I have some ability to teach, to be able to break down something that's complicated and make it simple, to be able to help somebody else know what their next step is in their faith. That's all teaching is. Developing the ability to share the gospel in a simple, easy-to-understand way is a skill that every Christian must master. Teach the Word. And not only are we teaching the Word in that context, but we're teaching the Word in our families. We should be teaching the Word as, as we develop new leaders. I mean, if you're a leader you should be looking to develop other leaders, create other leaders. Um, We don't need leaders that are going to create more followers. We need leaders that can, anybody can do that. We need leaders that are going to create other leaders, and we can only do that as we learn to teach. So developing that ability to teach God's Word, to teach other important principles about the Christian faith is so 
so very important. So these three things, studying God's Word, doing the Word, actually living it out, living a Christian life, and then teaching the Word. Which one of these would you say is your biggest struggle? We all struggle in some way. Which one of these do you struggle with the most? And what are you going to do to address that problem? These are simple things. This is such a simple, simple message. But when you read you read the book of Ezra, you also see what an incredible leader he was as he studied God's law, as he did it, and then as he taught those statutes and rules throughout the nation. Well, I'm going to wrap up there. I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, go to the comment section for today's post and put it in there. And while you're at my website, davidspell.com, Make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning.